1: Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast Playoff Edition. The Blue Jackets are back in the big dance. We'll see how long they can stick around this time. Third straight year they've made the playoffs, and their reward for busting tail at the end of the season is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Allison Lucan is joining us here. Allison, say hello. Hello. And Tom Reed, of course. Hello. And this is Aaron Portzine down in Tampa, where tomorrow night the Blue Jackets open up the best of seven series against the Lightning. Um, My God, these Lightning are good. They have three 40-goal scorers. Blue Jackets have only had three players, two players. One guy's done it twice, score 40 goals in their franchise's history. The Lightning have Nikita Kucherov, the runaway Art Ross Trophy winner, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point. We could go on forever here. Um, they have the best power play in the league. They have the best penalty kill in the league. They have a top five goaltender in Mr. Vasilevsky. Uh, nobody is giving the Blue Jackets a chance. I Very few people are. I think some people are uh, preparing the world that this could be a more difficult series for Tampa than maybe some are anticipating. Um, but I think, on the whole, most people think the Blue Jackets to get, are going to get rolled here. Um, of course, you, as you, if you're listening to this, you know the Blue Jackets have never won a playoff series, and the question every year is, can they do it this year? Uh, Tom Reed has followed the NHL for years. You've seen upsets, Tom. You've seen. Uh, we we all remember. Some of the great upsets through the years. I think Edmonton took out Detroit in the first round, the year that they went all the way to the Cup against uh, Carolina. Um, L.A. was an eighth seed uh, in 2012. There are examples all over the place. Tom, what are you looking at when you see Blue Jackets Tampa Bay? I've got some thoughts. Tell me yours.
3: Oh, it's yes, it's, it's it's a it's a really. It's a, quite a mountain. I, I don't even know where to start. It's such a, it's such a uh, tough task. I, I think the, the one thing, if you just break it down into games, I, I think if they're going to have a chance to extend this series and make this series, they have to win one of the games in Tampa. I, I just – with the history of this team at home in the playoffs and just how well they played at home, home this year for a good part of the season, I think they have to win one of those games in Tampa – maybe when Tampa's not quite ready to get going. Maybe try to steal game one or game two and then try to extend the series and, and, and wear, them, wear them down. I think, obviously, they have to try to get physical with Tampa as much as you can without letting that dynamic power play on the ice. So you have to be smart with how you are physical. Uh, but I think that's one of the things. They do have some heavy bodies. Tampa is a very skilled team that doesn't necessarily like to get hit. They're forwards. I think that's one way maybe you can slow them down. But again, I think they have to win one of these first two games to make it a series.
1: Allison, if you're the Blue Jackets, what do you hang your hat on? What do you have to do? We've seen, we've seen these, these two teams play three times this year. It sounds preposterous to say, but there have been times in each of the three games where the Columbus Blue Jackets have, have sort of controlled the play and they have nothing to show for, but I mean, uh, a, an ass whooping, uh, <laughs> 17 to three is the aggregate score. If you're the blue jackets, the, I mean, let's just look at the first period when Tampa was here, was in Columbus last. And what were the shots? It was like 20 to six, I think Columbus in the first period. And they're down two to nothing. And I'm wondering if, if, if is that encouraging or demoralizing the fact that you can play with them, but also the realization that you have played with them and it hasn't even been close. One team has scored 85% of the goals.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, it's, I don't disagree with anything that's been said. This is going to be a a difficult matchup um, no matter what uh, we talk about here, but you know, I think there's a couple things that this group can look at. They can look at the fact that this is a slightly different looking team, particularly offensively now than the three matchups. Um, The guys weren't willing to really hang their hats on this yesterday when, uh, before they left for Tampa. But uh, the fact that they, that pretty much everyone is like, yeah, this is a foregone conclusion. I almost wonder if that doesn't accomplish a couple things mentally. First, we've talked about how this group plays a little bit better with a chip on their shoulder. Um, and yeah. secondly, and again, I know the level of competition was, was vastly different um, against Ottawa in that final game, but they were, the team having clinched was loose. They were playing, they, they didn't look encumbered and, and perhaps that gives this whole lack of expectations, loosens that grip. I mean, I think we all remember the, the stress and the tension <laughs> around oh. this team last season. And then, if no one's expecting anything, does that loosen a little bit? And particularly for Sergey Bobrovsky, who has to step up, but has been playing his best hockey. And every year, all we've talked about is Bobrovsky has to be at his best. And that's not different this year, but it's a different level of expectation because of the opponent. And so I don't wonder if mentally um, they'll be able to be a little more free than they have been against this team and also in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you just mentioned Bobrovsky, and that is, I mean, it's the it, that position is, of course, the key part of of any series. <laughs> uh, when people say, you know, what's what's the big part of the series? What's the big matchup? It's always the goalie because that position is so important um, for Columbus. I just think it, it's so much more weighted and we've been through this. It's going it, to it can sound broken record like. Um, but Bobrovsky in 17 playoff starts for the Blue Jackets has allowed less than three goals once. Yeah. Right. A lot of people say he's never done it. We, he did it once. He had a great game against Pittsburgh. Um, but, and and I think, I think I look at that two ways. That has to be better. Like, I think he needs to hold, he needs to be out of his mind at least a couple games if the Blue Jackets are going to do anything in this series. But I, I also Think there's no way you can expect any goaltender to hold the Tampa Bay Lightning continuously in check. Like, that just totally. isn't going to happen. Totally. And so Columbus needed the firepower. They have added firepower. And maybe it can be, if it's even a game or two, where it doesn't have to be about Bob because they're up 5-1 to one or something silly. Like, that's the stuff that hasn't happened in the playoffs. Um, is this team... Bob's got to be really good, Tom. But does this team have the ability now for it to not all be about Bob, or is Tampa Bay just that good?
3: No, I think I, absolutely. I mean, you have – how many 20-goal how many scorers do they have? Four. Uh, well,
1: the Blue Jackets? Four for – I think it's uh, maybe five for them, but seven on the roster if you count what Duchesne and Dezingle did. Right.
3: Well, they're on the roster, so yes. <laughs> the answer to your question is yes. Yes, they can do that. Uh, it's. It, I definitely think that they can they can score goals against this team, some goals against this team. Where, again, I, I expect them. I, I I expect them to win games in this series. Uh, I would be, I would be very disappointed. I don't expect them to win the series, but I expect them to to win games in this series and make it difficult on this team because they do have enough firepower that they should be able to score. Now, are they ever going to get to what you're talking about—a five-to-one lead? Uh, I don't know about that, but they've got to, you know, they've got to give—they've got to get to the two. They've got to get to three games, three goals in some of these games. And if you can get to three goals, you should be able to win at least once or twice in this series. Yeah. I, I, I just, I do think that they have enough offensive firepower to, to score a couple goals.
1: In the game. Yeah. So, if you're the Blue Jackets, this is a question I keep coming back to, and. I don't think John Torello liked the line of questioning, or perhaps he was confused by it. I don't think we've seen, and, and you sort of look at this season as is pre-trade deadline and post-trade deadline. I don't think we, I don't think we have seen in in it, either of those either side, pre or post, the Blue Jackets play consistently to what you would say that is them firing on all cylinders. Maybe it started here at the end; they won seven out of eight to get over the line. Um, But I still think, like, their best game is out there. And I I think if there's any advantage, at least in the first game or early in the series, it's that Columbus is still in search of its best game. And Tampa has been sort of manicuring its best game all year because they're so damn good. It's been so comfortable for them. What, they have 126 points or something stupid? I mean, the, the, the division, their playoff spot, the president's trophy's been a foregone conclusion for weeks now uh, allison any any merit to this the blue jackets still in search of their their peak game
2: yeah absolutely and i i think you're right i think that we've we've seen them learn pieces of the lessons we've seen them learn the lessons of scoring you know they put 7 up on boston in at home but they still allow 4 <laughs> right? right so you know right. there's there've been flashes Um, and there, there is possibly merit to, you know, what some of the the guys have said that this kind of hockey and the process they've had to go through has taught them the lessons that they do need for the postseason. And look, it's like anything you learn, you don't learn 10 things at once and all of a sudden you master them. If they've learned these lessons and can put them together now, I mean, this is a good team. And I think that's, that's ultimately kind of the, the drawback on all this is Tampa is just so good. And, yeah. But Columbus is, is good too, and it's just, it's just crazy that this is the matchup. And it was going to be this way for whoever faced Tampa, but it's, it's crazy that this is how Columbus gets talked about because it's in relation to who they're about to face off against.
1: Yeah, and, and Tom, tell me if I'm wrong here. I know you will. <laughs> uh, the, the Blue Jackets are a better team than an eighth seed. Right, I mean, if you step back and look at this season, and there are reasons for it. All of the stuff that's gone on, it's been well chronicled. This team is better than an eighth seed, are they not? Have they underperformed in the regular season? Again, there's been reasons for it, but should they be better than what they are? Uh, well, let's break it down. First of uh, all, the West is crap. Yeah. Uh, let's let's start with
3: that. So so are they one of the are they one of the the East is much better. Uh, the East is a much better conference. Uh, in a typical year, this would, this team would probably be a little higher. Uh, the problem was, is they hit a real lull there in what? January and February. Yep. And at a time when Carolina hurricanes were the hottest team in the league. And, you know, we, we've talked about that over the last couple of weeks about, you know, Carolina just beat them out. They beat them out for the spot because they were more consistent the Blue Jackets are facing Tampa Bay because it seemed like for a while in January and February the Blue Jackets couldn't win at home, right? How many, how many games did they piss away at home? And this is kind of almost like the punishment. It, the punishment isn't necessarily since the trade deadline. It's been that they just frittered away so many games in the middle part of the season to me is kind of where they are. Uh, they certainly play better than an eighth seed. Uh, But this is, I don't know if it's Bill Parcells or Belichick. You are what your record says you are. So they are an eighth seed. Uh, I would, you know, I would have loved seeing them to get to the seventh seed. Because I think that they could have, I think that they, I think they could have maybe beaten Washington. Because again, we've talked about this before. I don't think the division's that great this year. The better, the two best teams are definitely in the Atlantic division. And that's, when you look, when you're, when you're talking about maybe some reasons for hope here. You just maybe, maybe you get a, a, a Tampa Bay team that is looking down the road a little bit. Like sure. they don't, they're not going to get, they're not going to put everything into this series because they're going to need everything for against Boston. And right. maybe you can steal, that's why I'm saying just stealing a game down in Tampa I think is vital to get them going and just like extend this thing to make them, Tampa Bay realize they are in a fight. Because they've got guys that, that can lean on Tampa Bay. Josh Anderson, just go down the lineup. They sure. have some guys that can lean on it, and they've got some guys that can put the puck in the net. York Strand, he's got to be one of the hotter players coming the down league. the stretch the way he, yeah, exactly, in the league. He, the way he's, he's performing. Duchesne setting up guys. We've seen Panarin what he can do. Uh, you know, that's almost a point of guy. I, I, I was just looking at his numbers. He's almost a point of game guy in the playoffs. So I mean, they've got the firepower to do this, to 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 make this a series. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They 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 feel like it feels like they this is a better team
1: than an eighth seed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Allison, anything to add to that
2: No, I mean that it it's hard because do I think this is a better team? Yes, but did they get what they deserved? Yeah, because it's it is you are what yeah. your record says you are. I can't I can't. I, the only thing I don't have time for is any of the they got screwed or they don't deserve this. They do. This, this is this yeah. is where they played themselves into. And it sucks. But th- this is the reality of, of how they work their season.
1: I mean, they're lucky to be alive. They're two points ahead of Montreal.
2: Right. And and yeah. I, I will say this is something Tom t- touched on in his story yesterday. You know, I think that. um Again, they, they quote-unquote could have been better, but if you really think about the divisiveness that could have gone down in this group with all yeah. the rumors and with... I mean, and we saw it bubble up a couple times. That's how we know it could have been a big deal is because we saw it pop up from time to time. Okay. I mean, so yeah. the fact that they... It, it doesn't make it better if they don't get into the next round of the playoffs or anything of that nature, but the fact that they held it together <laughs> like this particularly with a guy who carries a reputation like John Tortorella at the helm that's a pretty impressive comment on the guys in that room and the coaching staff
1: yeah this season could have totally imploded upon oh, us. no question yeah
3: and, it could. and bob and bob is going back to the place where he left the bench and didn't come back right right, right. Well, yeah
1: right. Right. there's
3: that little that little wrinkle
1: yeah uh-huh. and i mean i got to look at this but i did did the start the last game
2: against tampa and columbus uh, hold on, I'll tell you.
1: I think he did. I want to say he did. But I think Bob may have been pulled, should have been pulled from the 8-2 to two game. Yes.
2: yes. Yeah, that was the game they left him in for all eight goals. Yes, Corpus Corpusalo played the third. They yeah. split the second, and Bob played the entirety of the first.
1: And I want to look at the previous season and see if Bob was pulled from any of the three starts against Tampa, because they've lost six in a row to to the Lightning. My my memory says he's been pulled
2: hold somewhere please. in there hold before. Hold, um, I will look this up for you. Let's see, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Uh, they played Tampa at home. Bobrovsky played that entire game. This is last year yeah. at Tampa. They, Bobrovsky played that entire game. Tampa at home. solo played that entire game on New Year's Eve. Uh, we all might recall that game. Um, that, would be it. that would be it. That was it. So yeah. no one, no one was pulled last year.
1: Okay. Um, this is. It, it, So it's been such a theme of the season, especially when when they added even more UFAs down the stretch. Um, But with all of the UFAs on this team, Bobrovsky, Panarin, Duchesne, Dzingle, uh, McQuaid, who am I forgetting, Kincaid, Um, the big thought, of course, is how different this team may be. I want to look at it from a different way. Um, If you're a UFA, if if you're Bobrovsky in particular, how much can you help yourself? How much can you add to your bargaining chip with a strong, finally a strong playoff performance? If you're a Tammy Panarin, and I think he had the knack in, in Chicago of not being a playoff guy, yep. although his two years in Chicago, none of the Blackhawks were playoff guys. Yeah. Um, and I think he probably helped erase that a little bit last year because he was awesome in the first two games especially how, how motive and Matthew Shane's never done much, never been in the playoffs much, but has never did not scored a goal in the playoffs in his career, which is crazy. When you consider that guy's resume, if you're these players, how, how beneficial and Allison, I'll let you go first with this. one. how beneficial is it for the blue jackets to have all of these guys with their futures in doubt with the ability to make a very strong case for themselves um, financially, contractually, with strong postseason performances. Does this does that enter into this at all?
2: I, I mean I think that it I think it's probably not as significant as maybe Blue Jackets fans would like it to be because these are all elite players. But I do think that the two that it helps the most are Matt Duchesne and Sergey Bobrovsky Um, because I think they're both gonna get what they want, regardless of where they sign. But, you know, Bobrovsky, if he can play well, this was the only knock, right, was the postseason play. And so to erase that only adds further confidence um, to negotiations this offseason. I think he's probably the leader in terms of who can benefit. Um, But again, I think hes it's not like if he plays poorly, someone's going to say, oh, no, forget it. Um, and right. Duchesne, I think, for the reasons you already illustrated, because he doesn't just doesn't even have this on his resume to, again, right. enhance his work, his body of work with this, could, could be a difference maker in the kinds of negotiations he can have this summer.
1: Tom, do you see a benefit to having UFAs dotted across your, your lineup? Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I think, yes, I think it can, it can help them a little bit. Uh, I, I think I would agree with just about everything Allison just said there. Uh, I think it can help a little bit. Uh, the other concern is if you get behind in the series, you, there could be that thing as, hey, I'm, I'm not going to be here to take the fall. I'm leaving anyway.
2: Mm. Uh,
3: yeah. So I, I don't care what happens. I mean, I don't, players, aren't gonna, players don't think that way, but I'm saying there is that whole idea that you know whatever happens here, I, I'm not going to have to be responsible for this because I'm not coming back here anyway. Now, we don't know about Duchesne. Uh, if we're talking about the three major guys, that we, we, we I think we all agree that, that Bobrovsky and, and Panarin are gone. But, yeah, I think it can help. I, I, I think it – I mean, Bobrovsky, just as an athlete, should want to get this monkey off his back for yeah. like a terrible cliché. But just, just for once and for all, even if they don't win the series, but say they, they go six games – and Bobrovsky stands on his head like four times and says, there, I finally did. I prove it to you. And mm-hmm. I we can finally understand that I can play well in the playoffs. We, we don't win because really all to this point, he's his best game has been uh, game two last year in the playoffs against Washington and a, and a game in the World Cup against Team Canada where he ended up getting beat five to two. That's really Sergei, what, what Sergei Bobrovsky has to hang his hat on. Uh, as far as big game performances. So, yes, I think he should be highly motivated for this series.
1: Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday and, and getting back to the point that the Blue Jackets have had stretches in each of those games against the Lightning where they, it looked like they were playing the way that they wanted to play and the game was being played the way they wanted it to be played. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering if you look at that and say that do more of that or if you look at the, at the whole of it and say – that didn't work, and I, I I I'm of a mind where Columbus and this is the one way that people say you can get to the lightning is you have to hit the lightning. You have to be physical with the lightning. Now, first of all, you got to be able to get there. Um, certainly, the Blue Jackets can play that way. You're not going to do it 82 games during the regular season. You can do it in the playoffs. Uh, you got a day off between games. It is the playoffs. But I think they need to. I think, and I'm going to go at uh, John Tortorella with this today and see if, if he'll go there. But I think they do need to change uh, some things. And I I wouldn't surprise me entirely to see them play as they played against the Islanders, or perhaps adapt the Islanders' style of play, where it's it's very conservative in the neutral zone. It's heavy on forechecking. The idea is to play is to keep those great Lightning players out of their offensive zone out of the blue jackets defensive zone as much as possible grind on them and let your skill because that you don't want to just you don't want to play like a bunch of pluggers if you've got Panarin and Atkinson and 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 Duchesne and you know you've got you've got superstar offensive players on your on your side you want to dumb it down you want to go Jim Trestle ball but I think I think they're going to try to be a little bit more like that. They have to be able to hit this team. And, and I think they're going to do a lot more dump and chase than they have against other teams uh, this season. Do you guys have, have thoughts on that?
2: Mm, I, I, you know, I, I will say I get, a little, I get a little nervous because we think back to the Pittsburgh series two years ago uh, when the jacket skewed a little too much in this direction um, and mm-hmm. had to pull it back. Um, I, I agree with the physicality. I think, I think the goal here for me is that what everything that you're talking about, um, and this was mentioned in, in, I, I believe both your preview and the work that Pierre Lebrun did, um, as well and talking to some other coaches, um, which is a great piece too, um, is this is all about slowing down the lightning, um, yes. and making them play defense. And so the, the one piece I am still going to ponder on is, is the dump and chase. The jackets are good at that and you can be good at that. That's not a bad thing to do. Um, but I also wonder about the benefit of controlling the, tra- slowing down the transition, controlling it, and thus forcing the defensive hand of the lightning a little bit more. I, th- there's, a, there's a trick to maintaining possession. Um, and I think that's the goal, whether that's dump and chase or controlling it as you enter the zone Whichever one of those is going to get you sustained possession and pressure in the offensive zone, that's what they should be focused on.
1: They absolutely cannot get into a, a skating competition with these guys. Like, that's right. And, and that's my concern about them being trying to be so north, right? Yes, like totally, totally. Like just get it out of the zone as quickly. I don't know. I think they almost have to be. They almost need to cut their stake in small bites a little bit here. That's my thought. But, but you're right. Like I remember thinking of that in that Pittsburgh series where you're like, just play, and right. look like what happened when you just played. You're so it's almost like giving too much respect to the other team. Right, um, Tom. We've talked about about that in the past. You, how do you see this one? I guess what I'm saying is, I, I guess I'm arguing for the first couple games of that Pittsburgh series when maybe I should have learned a lesson there. I, I'm just fearful of a track meet here with the lightning if I'm the Blue Jacket.
3: Yeah, I think that I think uh the the the, the 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 point about the Pittsburgh series is a very good one. Uh because you remember Scott Hartnell. I yep. believe it was before game three. He's like, We're not playing the r-. basically he was saying we're not playing the right way. Yeah. We, we, we we can't just try to try to dumb it down to that extent. And that they did play better as this that series went on. Um the word John Tortorella has been using a lot lately, and I think he's on to something a little bit, is just trying to show patience. In other words, now, granted, this is a different type of, of game, but the other night against the Rangers when they fell down one nothing, and you know all the pressure is building, and they can't, get a, they can't score. They just cannot get one by Georgia. They never abandoned their structure. They yep. never started to get into that track meet where, oh, God, we got to start taking some chances here. You know the, the the one goal that they gave up was a bad play by Kim Atkinson in the neutral zone, which which led to a break. The rest of the game, I think they only gave up one odd man break, and it was the the save that you know I think Porty, you may have mentioned on Twitter was the save of the season that Bob makes um, on on the two on one. I can't even remember who had the shot, but for the but the larger part was they didn't panic, they didn't start like oh god we got to get this goal back right now or we're in. So I think that they have to manage the puck. I think there's a fine line between just not dumping and chasing all the time. And I agree with Allison. You just can't play that way. You've got to, you've got to play to win the games a little bit too. You've got skill, use it, but just be smart, be smart with the puck. Don't, you know, and it, 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 it sounds like we're talking in circles because there is so, it's such a fine line, but yeah. they have to, they have to figure out a way where they are not turning the puck over because that's what gets the lightning going. Yeah. And, I got to tell you, I'm going to add one point to what you were saying, Aaron. You know, you you watch this team enough, Tampa Bay, and they're they're this way all with everybody. I, I've seen them play the Rangers a couple of times this year, where the Rangers just 17, 18 minutes of the period, they're the better team, and they're down three nothing. Yeah. And Tampa Bay needs so just one mistake to feast on,
1: yeah. And
3: and they're going the other way. So you got to try to try to play offensively, try to play your game but just eliminate the, 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 the really high-risk plays. And that's a, that's a really fine margin there.
1: And I, I think it's easier to stick to your system and remain patient against a team like the Rangers. Yes. Um, and that's what, has frankly, has been the problem. And this is a good question for Tortorella again today. And as I think they have deviated quickly against the Lightning when they fell behind. Um, I think that's, I think that's why the wheels came off so fast is because, and you see it, I, I mean, we saw it in. Well, we saw it with Boston the other night, right? Yes. It, right? It feels feels kind of off. Felt, yeah, yeah. It's almost, it's a too much respect kind of thing, perhaps, but you see guys trying to take on two or three guys uh, and, and doing it themselves and it just doesn't work. It's almost like safe as death has become smart as life. <laughs> I don't know if that's. Oversimplifying, but I think I think they have to be really smart here, and and really they have to be smart, and they have to be um, stable in who they are. They have to know who they are, and and stick to it. So uh, there's a lot they got. It like I, I was saying. I think I even typed at some point. I can't remember. The the Tampa Bay's just have to be who they are, and they should get through. Columbus has to be better than they've been if they're, if they're to have any chance, and it might just be as simple as that. Um, let's let's uh, real quickly touch on young Mr. Alexander Texier, who is going to play. He's in. Uh, Alex, Alexander Winberg, barring any change here, they'll practice uh, later today. Uh, it, it remains a healthy scratch. So Texier goes into the lineup. He's played two regular season games. I think he's looked pretty good. I think he adds to this team an offensive spark uh, that Wenberg, unfortunately, has not been able to provide uh, this year and most of last. Uh, Allison, uh, Tom wrote a nice piece about it. But Allison, um, young Mr. Alexander Texier, what, what does he add to this group, the top nine, moving Jenner to— to the middle and coming in on what appears to be the third line.
2: Yeah. I mean, and Tom's article is, is great. For those of you who haven't had a chance to read that yet. um, There's, there's obviously the skill um, that we've seen. There's the confidence, there's the offensive ability, but what I like too is just, is the elements away from the puck, which again, I know is probably shocking people. This is what I'm saying is that first, first he doesn't, he doesn't know any better, right? I mean, God bless this kid. He's 19. Um, And he's probably excited. He's probably a little nervous. But he doesn't know that the Jackets have struggled for X number of years to get in the playoffs and X number or or has internalized it. Um, And the the other fun thing that uh, actually got pointed out as I was looking at some projections, even for players um, for the postseason, is this kid's an unknown to opponents, too. There, there's no real NHL-level scouting report on this kid yet. I mean, the, people who do models and things like that don't even have him in their projections because you can't. Yeah. There's not enough right. data. So I, I'm certainly not saying that he's going to come in and slash up the Tampa Bay Lightning, but but that's an X factor that that you can't really prep for, perhaps as thoroughly as you might, with other skilled players on an opponent's roster.
1: I, I'll say this, too. Nothing against young Texier. I won't be surprised if, because of Tampa's speed and their center depth, I wouldn't be surprised if Wenberg drew back in, if purely for defensive purposes. For sure, um, to get Jenner out of the middle, uh, to get a guy who's a really good uh, Wenberg, if nothing else at this point, a really good defensive center. I, that won't shock me. Uh, but I, I, for me, like the the um, Texier move. Makes perfect sense at this time of the season. I think it's good to have a little cholt in the room. Tom, what did you find out about that yesterday?
3: Yeah, uh, it was interesting listening to uh, Seth. Jo- Seth Jones was like laughing when he started picturing some of the plays that he's made. Now this <laughs> may feed into our last point about <laughs> you got to be careful with the puck against these guys. But just the fact that the kid's coming up here, he's so excited, he wants to make plays. He's was throwing pucks through sticks, making plays, and like, ooh, well, it worked, but. You know that's just what he brings. He's he, and I think the other thing, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, I'll put you on this assignment this morning. I think Did they you? still list him at six feet. That kid's bigger. Uh, I was talking to somebody in the organization that said that uh, that the, like when they I don't know if it was at the combine or whatever, but they looked at him like bone structure. This gets a little creepy, but yes. they like this kid's going to get bigger. And he looks a lot bigger. I think they still list him at six foot. He looks bigger to me and he looks thicker to me than I can remember seeing him a year ago. Um, I would love to see what size he is, what he is now, because he plays bigger, too. He's not he's certainly not shrinking from the from the, yeah. from the hitting. He's he, he's 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 on in there. The thing that they love about this kid and the early reports from Cleveland, at least, were that that they like the way he thinks the game. He's one of those young kids, and, and, you, and you guys both know this, for some players it takes several years, and in some players it never happens. Okay, what's the next step? Okay, I've done this. What am I, where, where does this play go? Where is it going to go from here? And I think you saw that in the game against his first game against the Rangers where they had, were cycling the puck. They had it up high, and instead of like going along the board or making himself an option, he went behind the net. And I'm like, where's he going? And then he pops out on the other side, and Wierenski gives, gives him a pass, and he almost scored. Georgiev had to make a great save on yeah. him. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's, that's a really smart play that I would not expect a kid like that to make. So they like him. We'll see where it goes. Now, again, this is, that's one thing to do it against Ottawa and, and the Rangers, another to do it against the best team in the league over the course of seven games. But I, I, I agree with both of you guys. I think it's the absolute right decision.
1: Well, confidence is a is a uh, it's a different thing. Like, it, it, I think it it uh, comes to the surface in many different ways. And for me, it it's a young guy coming into the league. And I've said this about Bjorkstrand. I think he's a guy who came in as, and where do I fit? And where, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes. And I'll be this guy. I'll be the third option. I'll be the second tier of scoring. I'll be the guy that that. Um, that maybe contributes, but if I don't on a big on a night, it's not a big deal because I'm just a secondary guy. And Texier is, just seems like one of those guys that's like, I'm here. Um, <laughs> um, I'd like to score. Let's do this. And like, doesn't isn't worried about um, finding his way slowly up the ranks. It's just like, let's play. Let's let's go. And why not score? Um, and I think I think that's a big part of of what they like about him is there's a fearlessness to the to the kid, but, um, he's not willing to wait his turn, whatever the hell that means. He just wants to do it now. Um, so interesting stuff. McQuaid, Adam McQuaid, um, hasn't practiced. we will keep an eye out today. Um, doesn't look like he's going to be ready for game one. Certainly Ryan Murray won't. Um, he hasn't skated uh, with the team uh, since stepping out 20-plus 20, 20 games ago. So I would not expect either of them. Do we know if they made the trip, Aaron? I'm sorry. Do we know if they made the trip? Either one of those I, guys. I don't think I don't I don't know on either front. I can't imagine Murray did. Yeah. Um, I would. I I don't know if 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 they've been ruled out for the first two games. I could see both of them staying back with the. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I I think we should we should lump them together. McQuaid is probably much closer to returning than Murray. Like when Murray starts skating with the team, I think he's probably going to still be. Um, Several days in practices away from being ready, he's just been out for a long time. McQuaid is a veteran player; can probably could probably have a couple of skates and be good to go. Um, he has; it's not been that long since he's been out. So, um, but at, we'll look today. I don't I don't know that either of them are on the trip. Um, certainly, they haven't skated, so that's not that's not a good sign. Um, but Dean Kukan and Scott Harrington will be your third pair, and I, I like the way Kukan's play, but I think this could look very much like the Blackhawks did. A few years ago, where they've got the top two pairs playing a lot, and yeah. the pair not so much, because these these games get cranked up at such a stupid pace that it's that a lot of teams have a hard time having a third pair that can play. Um, we should say the Lightning are kind of beat up on the back end too. Uh, it looks like Hedman's going to play, uh, but they they're I think Anton Strowman is questionable at best, the former Blue Jacket for Game One, and so they've they've got a bit of a, a patchwork. Uh, third pair as well so anything we need to to add allison think we're good so what what,
3: what do we have coming up here for the, for our readers in the next couple of days
2: uh, well there's oh go ahead Aaron.
1: Yeah, well i was just gonna say there's a slew of stuff on there not just locally produced but also uh, national people analytical people uh people breaking down uh this series uh intently i'm going to post a uh, uh, put up a tweet here with, with all of the links. There's like seven or eight stories that have Blue Jackets uh, angles in them. Um, and I've got an Oliver Yorkshan story running either later today, this is Tuesday, or on Wednesday. Um, I've got a story about eight seats do- knocking off one seeds or great playoff upsets, what, it, uh, what has to happen when the belief starts, those sort of things. Uh, and you guys, you've got stuff coming as well.
2: Yeah, I've got a, just a fun little piece. Um, some people have noticed it, um, but Sergei Bobrovsky has changed sticks, but not really. So uh, just a fun little story on that today. Um, Wait, and, <laughs> and then uh, tomorrow, just going to dig into what I think has really been kind of under-evaluated um, and celebrated this year is that uh, penalty kill of the Blue Jackets. So we're going to dig into that a little bit tomorrow. Thanks,
1: Thomas.
3: Uh, I just got something more of a league-wide, but with um, certainly a lot of Blue Jackets uh, players talking about it this time of year, really any time of year, but just the idea of trying to – there's always – there's two ways to shoot, shoot to score or shoot to create opportunities, and I'm going to be writing about the latter, of uh, the different creative ways that guys try to get the puck toward the net uh, to create chaos for goaltenders, so just forcing rebounds chaos. and that kind of stuff. Chaos. So just like Doc Emmerich. so that'll be uh, sometime uh, tomorrow, uh, or, uh, sometime early. Early, we'll f- we'll figure it out. We need an air traffic controller. We got so many stories coming. <laughs> so did you so. say
1: shoot to thrill, play
3: to kill? Oh, oh look at goodness. you! Look at you! Well, enjoy Tampa, Portie. <laughs> have, yeah. have, uh, have have a nice couple of days. Have a
1: cigar for me down there. Uh, you you want me to bring back any Cubans? I don't mean Cuban cigar. Uh, <laughs>
3: I'll just Whee! let that go.
1: Well, will just
3: let that go as it is. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, they're illegal still. I'm going to just let that go. They're not even going in.
1: All right. Let's get out of here before we get in trouble. Um, Aaron Ports on Allison Luke and Tom Reed, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for reading. We'll uh, talk to you probably on Friday. And we'll keep checking out this site because there'll be plenty of stuff on there. Take care.